the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert and vice president of Essex Mortgage, Eric Kolofsky. Good afternoon, Bay Area. This is Misha Dimitrov filling in for Eric Ilofsky. Um, You are listening to Real Life Lending. This is a radio show that's designed to help you understand your financing options and how to navigate the interesting world of real estate. Uh, The Bay Area has always been an interesting opportunity for home lending, for investment purchases, for building a successful real estate portfolio. And this show is specifically for you in mind. You have those burning questions and you deserve true and honest answers. My name is Misha. I have been in home lending for going on 25 years now. Um, I have seen a lot of changes in the market and I'm really excited and, and truly honored to be a part of uh, the transactions that change people's lives. Buying a home or a piece of property or a building is generally the largest investment, the largest purchase that individuals ever make in their lifetime. And having a solid and sound relationship with a trusted advisor is key to the success of capturing that property and understanding what happens after you get the keys. Uh, Just like purchasing a car, once you buy the car, now you have to know how to maintain it, when to listen to the car, when to make those necessary repairs, when to do the maintenance. Those are all important factors Same as buying a home. You need to understand the financing that comes into play. You need to know when to take a look at the financing that you have. And how to make sure that you do that is by working with a qualified professional in advance of getting into that home ownership, in advance of getting into contracts, in advance of even shopping. You should have an understanding of what it is that you are looking to achieve and the path laid out in front of you of how you are going to achieve it. So um, I bring to you today an opportunity to call in. If you have any questions, 831-435-0385. You can call, text, or email Nisha at EssexMortgage.com. And I'm happy to relay out your questions so that everyone else who's listening can have an understanding of what the burning questions are in the Bay Area. I was listening to the last show that was wrapping up here, and some of you may have been listening to that. And one of the topics of conversation was that widows are not having the time to grieve because they didn't have everything that they needed taken care of and understood in advance of the loss of a loved one. That's definitely a hot button issue in the home lending industry as well. There are a lot of people who think that their loved one is going to pass away And if they're not on the loan, they just get to continue making those payments and they'll just 
Maybe they're going to inherit the property. Maybe the property is even put into a trust. But the issue is that trust is not the borrower. The borrower on the loan qualifies to borrow the money just as much as the property is collateral to borrow against the property, its value that we're attaching the loan to. So the, the property qualifies, the borrower qualifies. If the house burns down, the lender wants their money back. If the borrower passes away, the lender wants someone else to take over the financing on that property. So as a lot of people are making shifts in their financing right now and refinancing, adjusting, if they are headed into a situation where they don't have a trust and they don't have a will, or if they have a trust and a will, but they, the person who is going to receive the property through, whether it's through probate or a successor trustee, they need to understand what their responsibility is once they acquire that property and have the legal authority to negotiate on its behalf. So if you have a situation where you are a successor trustee, you are the person who's going to receive the property. If you are the inheriting heir and you have a property coming to you through the probate process, reach out to us, let us walk you through the understanding of what needs to take place. Uh, there are confusions within the market. There are differences between the loan types and what you need to do in the event that the borrower on the loan passes away. On a forward mortgage, you technically have 90 days in order to adjust the financing and pay off the current loan when the borrowers, and if there's two of them, the final borrower has passed away. In a reverse mortgage, you automatically have six months. And if you put the property up for sale, you have an additional six months with no payments on a reverse mortgage. So for anyone out there who has um, poo-pooed on their parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles who have sought a reverse mortgage because it would be more difficult because they don't understand the process, um, that is something that I'm here to help you understand because it actually affords you more flexibility if you're inheriting a property. There are no payments associated for the first six months, again, 12 months if you put the property up for sale. So if you don't have the means to finance that property that you've inherited through a reverse mortgage, you have time. If you have inherited a property that has a forward mortgage on it, you need to be prepared and you need to understand what your options are. Thankfully, we are in a fast moving market right now. So if you inherit that property that has a forward mortgage on it, and that's a mortgage that you make payments on every single month, then you know at least you have the opportunity to list that property for sale and, and get it sold quickly if you don't have the ability to finance it yourself. Now, to back into that, if you have inherited this property and it could be an investment property for you, rather than having to sell that property out from underneath you, let's take a look at some of the more creative lending options that are available to you in the marketplace. There are bank statement loans. There are profit and loss only statement loans where your CPA provides a, a breakdown of your income on profit and loss for self-employed people. There are debt service loans. Now debt service loans are very simplified. They pinpoint the one property that you are looking to finance. They're not looking at the remaining portions of your portfolio. They're not looking at your income. They're not looking at your other debt. They're looking solely at that one individual property that you're looking to finance. And they're taking the intended rent as determined by the appraiser in a market rent analysis and determining does the intended rent cover the cost of the home, principal, interest, tax, and insurance, and any applicable homeowners association dues. 
that's a pretty fantastic opportunity for you to keep a property that otherwise, if you had to provide all of your income documentation for, you would not be able to qualify to take out the loan to keep that property that you just inherited. So if you are inheriting a property and you need strategy, you need to understand how you're going to be able to retain this property, keep that as part of your real estate empire and financial portfolio, reach out to us. Again, my name is Nisha, 831-435-0385. We're watching the markets very closely here at SX Mortgage and within all of the home lending arena. And one of the things that we are hearing a lot of is, will rates go up? Will rates come down? Will the market crash? We get a lot of inquiries of how much higher could they go? They have to plateau at some point, right? And the truth is, we're seeing, I'm going to say it again, I can't believe it, it's 2021, I'm still using the same word, unprecedented time, unprecedented growth in the market, unprecedented buying of properties, and, and really, truly, unprecedented competition. Um, I spoke with an agent the other day, they had 23 offers in three days. So if you are in the market to make a purchase, and you do not have a relationship with your lender, if you applied online, you got a printout form that says you qualify for X price, and you submitted that with your offer, and it doesn't match exactly with what your offer is, let's say it shows you qualify for more. You have tipped your hand to the seller. You are not getting the expert guidance that you deserve in this process. And I encourage you, give me a call, 831-435-0385. The professionals here at Essex Mortgage pride themselves on providing education and information to support you in your financial goals. It is a customized process. What your brother, what your cousin, what your neighbor got for their financing is not going to be necessarily the same as what is available to you based on your specific set of circumstances and criteria. And it's imperative that your information get looked at and assessed. One of the things that I run into frequently is people saying, well, I want to tell you a little bit about my income, or I want to tell you a little bit about the assets that I have, and I'll tell you about my debt, but I don't want you to pull my credit. That's, that's a pre-qualification. And for a lot of people, I can tell you, a lot of listing agents, they will not accept that. They, that offer will not even be considered if you submit a pre-qualification, unless you have a formal written pre-approval. A formal written pre-approval means your income has been reviewed and verified. Your assets, your money has all been reviewed and verified. Your employment has been in, reviewed and verified. And your credit has been reviewed and verified. Every piece of that is a key component of your ability to qualify to make a purchase. And in this fast-paced moving environment, we want to make certain that your offer looks the strongest and has the top-notch qualifying information to be brought in front of the seller for consideration. Wouldn't it be terrible to find the home of your dreams and because you didn't know the difference or you didn't take the time to put all of your paperwork together, meet with a qualified professional and get the final answer on your loan qualification, that home of your dreams that you finally found, you're not taken seriously because your paperwork doesn't show that you did the due diligence and did the work in advance. It's great to have that information available at your fingertips in an online capacity to just type something in and share your information with a computer and the computer spits you out an answer. But there are keys 
in this industry that you need to be aware of, uh, particularly if your income is complicated, if your income is derived from self-employment, if your assets are newly deposited, there are lots of things that can take your income and your assets and your employment even from just being what you consider is enough to being ineligible for qualification. And that's a really tough pill to swallow when you think you're prepared, you are ready, you have got your money lined up and you want to buy this house. And then you wait until you get yourself all the way down to needing a pre-approval letter, needing to submit your offer today because the house of your dreams came up and you find out that you are not prepared. It's really a challenge. And in the Bay Area, we run into this more frequently than, than I think a lot of people would imagine, um, particularly when it comes to credit. On the higher end purchasing of things, there's definitely the ability for everyone to utilize cash if you have cash flexibility in your life. But if you're not utilizing debt, you're not massaging that credit muscle, you could be in a position where you're not eligible based on lack of credit utilization. I know that sounds wild to some people that you would be penalized for not using debt, but your credit score is a numeric depiction of your understanding of borrow and pay. If you're not playing in the game, you're not getting the points and the credit history that you deserve and need in order to make that purchase. There'll be more when we come back. Thanks for joining us. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. Well, hello again, Bay Area. This is Misha Dimitruk with Essex Mortgage. If you have a question today, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, 831-435-0385. You can text or call. You can also email Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com. Before we went to break, we were talking about credit and the importance of understanding your credit qualification in advance. Now, I I wish I was joking when I say I routinely run into people who don't utilize debt. They are operating well within their means, and I give all those people credit for that. Um, And they are might be operating under the impression that their credit score, as reported by their banking institution, is their the same score that would be utilized in a mortgage application. And this is just not the case, folks. We are not looking at one of the bureaus. For most people, if you log into your bank online, they will tell you, this is your fill-in-the-blank bank credit score based on one of the three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. If you are not getting the scores directly from Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion, you are not getting the actual score information. And a tri-merge credit report, which is what the mortgage industry utilizes, is going to look at your criteria a little bit differently than, say, your bank when they're looking at whether or not you should be eligible for their latest credit card offer or if they would like to solicit you for an auto loan. We're looking at longevity. We're looking at history of accounts that have been paid successfully. We're looking at late payments. We're looking at charge-offs and collections. Now, there's been shifts within the credit world in the last year So there's things that will no longer appear on your credit report. Judgments, for instance, used to appear on your credit report. Now they are not involved in your credit history that we can see on the mortgage side of things. So know that that has been a shift that's taken in place. Um, But 
your account history. Do you have new accounts? Do you have accounts with high balances? Some of the things that are not explained to consumers, and I am an asterisk reader. I'm, I'm that fine print person. I'm probably not even fun to watch TV with because when a commercial comes on, I'm looking at the little tiny print at the bottom of the screen. Um, but that is the details that tell us what it is that they're talking about, the reality of the information that they're providing. And in credit, they don't tell you that they are monitoring your credit. Every institution that you have a credit account with is shadow monitoring your credit. So when someone else pulls your credit information, they are alerted to this. That is why if you have applied for a credit card, all of a sudden you start getting solicitations from lots of other credit card companies. If you have um, applied for an auto loan, all of a sudden you will get a bunch of other companies trying to lend you money to borrow a car. And that's because your information is being viewed on a multiple, a multitude of levels um, within your credit profile. So one of the things that's important for you to know is in your credit report, and your, your credit reports are available to you directly from the bureaus, from Experian, from Equifax, and TransUnion, every year you are entitled to a free copy of your credit report. You have to request them directly from the bureaus individually. They don't usually contain a credit score though, folks. The reason why this information is to provide you with an details on what your credit profile shows. Are you aware of all of the accounts that are in your name? Do you know who's been pulling your credit? The inquiries will show up on there. And that is something that's really important for you to monitor as far as avoiding fraudulent activity on your credit. But when it comes to the credit score piece of things and what it is that's looked at for qualification, we need to see that you are actively utilizing debt. The, the best credit scores are going to be achieved by having at least three open and active trade lines. And that means that you have accounts that you utilize on a monthly basis that refresh within the credit bureau's information that they provide out to anyone who's looking at your credit report. Uh, if you're looking to establish your debt, you don't have credit right now, or maybe you're coming back from a financial situation where you had filed a bankruptcy or um, were in foreclosure and you let go of all the credit because it has negative association for you. Now is the time to pick that up in a healthy way and create new habits that will afford you the success that you're actually deserving in the future and going forward. So if you have questions about how you can personally repair your credit, come back, build your credit, get prepared for a purchase, even if you are just in the beginning phases of looking at what your opportunity is. And maybe you have questions about whether or not your credit is in a good position or a strong position. Please reach out to me. Let me know how I can relay back to you and, and support you in achieving those credit goals that you have. Because more than ever, credit has become a tipping point for what it is we're trying to achieve in life. And I want to make sure you understand how to put your best foot forward. I'm Misha with Real Life Lending, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. Good afternoon, Bay Area. We are back. This is Real Life Lending. My name is Misha Dimitruk, and I'm joining you. I'm the branch manager in Santa Cruz. I have been in home lending since 1996, my goodness. And I'm here to help you make sure that you understand all of your options and that you know that there's an avenue of opportunity for you 
when you're looking to make that purchase, to expand your portfolio, to begin uh, your investment endeavors here in the Bay Area, in the state of California, or anywhere you are thinking of making that purchase or investment in real estate. I'm, I have a large portfolio of clients at this point who are really taking a strong look at do they want to purchase in the state of California? And this is a really valid statement for a lot of people right now. The price point in California, particularly in the Bay Area, has been always on the highest ends. And um, when you talk with people from around the rest of the country, and we talk about what the median home price is in a lot of communities in the Bay Area, they, their minds are blown. They can't believe this is what we would be paying for you know, standard square footage, two-bedroom, one-and-a-half baths, 1,200 square feet. Um, going a price around the rest of the country is a fraction of what it is here in the Bay Area. And so to understand your own opportunities, now with remote working, um, a lot of people are realizing that they don't have to necessarily stay in the Bay Area. They don't have to stay in California. They have the flexibility to find a home that really suits their family's needs and their future desires. A lot of people have sacrificed to own a property so that they didn't have to commute for hours on end. And now that a lot of people's commutes have been diminished or if not wiped out altogether, it's affording you a lot more flexibility on where could you be doing that remote working from. If you have any desire to understand what your opportunity is to purchase outside the state of California, please don't hesitate pick up the phone, send an email, let us know here at Essex Mortgage how we can support you in understanding your purchase power. The flexibility that you have with your job now definitely opens doors of opportunity and uh, can afford your family the home that you really need to be functional in. I don't know about you, but having a room just for Zoom would be really amazing, I think, <laughs> rather than trying to share a space with the rest of the family or try to keep everyone quiet while you're having that all important meeting or hoping you won't have to say anything because you can just stay on mute the whole time because it's just too loud where you are. So there's plenty of opportunity to discuss all of the flexibility that's available to you. My phone number again, 831-435-0385. I was having a conversation the other day with a buyer who is has a college-age student. They deferred this last fall because of COVID, and now they're really looking at making that move and going off to college officially. And the concept of how they don't feel like living in the dorm is a safe environment for them. They really wanted a sound alternative, and I suggested that they make a purchase. The price point in the community where their student was going to school was definitely reasonable. The down payment was absolutely affordable. And it would give their students the opportunity to rent out rooms in the house to offset the expense and give them the management skills of taking responsibility for bringing in the rent, maintaining the property, being responsible for the environment that they live in, um, just as though they're going to be responsible for the car that they drive and the computers that they use. So it's just another level of responsibility and life skills that their child was going to be able to learn in their first years of college. Now, of course, the strategy behind this for the parents that I relayed that was the best point was that with all of market appreciation and, and the opportunity to buy that property and have their child manage it, there's also the ability for them to sell that property when their student graduates 
And if they have student loans, if they owe any money, if they've leveraged a retirement account in order to afford for them to go off to college, now's the time for them to be able to recoup those funds or to be able to split those proceeds with the student and say, here's a down payment for you, for your own house. If you have a college age student and you are looking to come up with a sound strategy for their future, please give me a call. 831-435-0385. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Misha Dimitruk. I'm filling in for Eric Olofsky. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking about making that purchase for your college-bound students. Now, that program that's out there that's available, it also works to help children bring their parents into another property. So if your uh, parents are downsizing, uh, maybe you lost a parent and you have just one of them who is looking to move closer to you, or for any reason, if you're trying to support your parents in making that property acquisition, there are loans available to help you help your parent or your child own a home, make that purchase, and begin having security around their housing expense. And, um, and, and even just so that they don't have to think about what happens if the landlord decides to sell in this type of environment. So if you have some opportunity to review that, um, please don't hesitate to give a call to your qualified lender here at Essex Mortgage and let us walk you through the steps of what that would mean to your parents or to your children as far as creating stability. In addition, something else that I talk to people about all the time in the Bay Area is investing. Everybody wants their foot in the door when it comes to real estate investing. And if there is any opportunity to make that purchase, they want to know how. Well, I am here to tell you folks, there is opportunity. There is tremendous opportunity. I think a lot of the people that I speak with end up hesitant to have the conversation because they think based on what they've been told in the past, that it's going to be 25% down, that you have to have huge amounts of reserves, you have to have an 800 credit score, and that there's no flexible financing opportunity. And that is just not the case. There are a plethora of flexible lending products, I would say even more so than for investment products than for, for investment properties, excuse me, rather than primary residence. And that is creating many, many avenues of opportunity for people to get their foot in the door and start their portfolio by capturing that very first property. Uh, there, the flexibility comes into play when it comes to down payments. No longer is it just 25% down that's required for an investment property. Uh, no longer is it huge amounts of reserves that are required for investment property. And it's not going to be only held to qualifying on your last two years of qualifying income for tax returns. So that's allowing a lot of people who thought they were not eligible to make that investment and purchase qualify. And they're looking at this differently. Maybe you don't want to leave the state of California, but you want to make a purchase and you want to purchase a property somewhere else around the country. That is a great opportunity for you to, to look at something that is affordable within your price range and your budget that allows you to gain market appreciation. And when it comes to purchasing an investment property, there's a lot of gain in owning a property somewhere else around the country. 
first of all, you get to make a trip to your property once a year. So I always tell people, pick somewhere that you'd like to visit because you're going to need to check up on that investment, just like you log in to check out your stocks on a daily basis uh, or weekly or monthly even, um, you're going to want to monitor your, your investment property. So having that property located somewhere where you actually want to visit, somewhere where you can see the market is improving, it's going to require you do a little bit of research, just like those stock purchases that you made. Uh, you're going to want to understand the market that you're buying into. And then you're going to be thinking about, well, how am I going to maintain this property and how am I going to afford to keep it? And well, as a rental, you're going to look at it one of two ways. You will manage, self-manage that property or you can always hire a property management company to help you through various aspects of it from sourcing out viable tenants, vetting through their applications or a full management package where you get a check every month and you sit back and do nothing. So there's a lot of support out there in the market for you to be able to make a purchase and manage a property from afar without it being such a hands-on or tedious task and at a price point that you can, um, you can manage without it becoming detrimental to your everyday budget and the lifestyle that you are living now. I do also have a lot of conversation with people on the topic of reverse mortgage. And I will be honest with you, the, the pushback that I get in reverse mortgage is generally not from the borrowers, from the borrowing citizens um, themselves, the seniors who are qualifying for the reverse mortgage. Because by the time most people are coming to look at reverse mortgage, they either have heard a success story from a friend who is in a similar financial situation and age bracket um, that is now living much more comfortably with their housing expense, not distracting from all of the other things they need to spend their money on in a monthly basis or they've heard about how it has saved someone from having to leave the home that they have grown to love and live in for the rest of their days. And those are the two pieces that are the positive aspects. On the downside, I get contacted by the children of people who are considering a reverse mortgage and the, uh, the nieces and nephews, the heirs that would take over that property who are unhappy with the aspect of reverse mortgage because they would prefer to inherit a property that was more paid down. Uh, and they don't understand reverse mortgage. They think the bank owns it, that you know, someone's going to take it from them in some capacity. And I, I do a lot of education for the family members of people applying for reverse mortgage so that they understand the finer points of how this is going to help their parents or their seniors that are aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, who they're going to inevitably inherit the property from. These are tremendous opportunities for the seniors in your lives to afford their lifestyle, to enjoy their retirement years. I tell all of my clients, these homes, you have worked diligently to pay for these homes day in and day out and keep them well-maintained. Now is the time for your home to take care of you and to provide some support in the years that you are supposed to be enjoying your time. You're not having to get up and work that nine to five anymore. So what can we do in your, within your own portfolio that would afford you that flexibility? And oftentimes the conversation steers to reverse mortgage. I really want to encourage all the seniors out there, if you're looking at retirement, if you own a property and you owe on the property right now, but you're thinking you can't retire because you still have this mortgage on your property, please reach out to me today, 
435-0385. Let's talk about the options that you have here. Um, many, many people in, in the retirement age have the position with uh, equity that a reverse mortgage could really benefit them in their retirement. And I want you to have flexibility there. I'm Nisha and I'll be right back. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. And we're back for the final segment of our show here on Real Life Lending. My name is Nisha Dimitruk. I am, again, the branch manager in Santa Cruz and here to serve you with all of the information that you need in order to make sound decisions about your real estate financing. If you have questions, if you need to get pre-approved, if you are going to be in the market to make a purchase, whether it's for yourselves, for a family member, whether it's an investment property, or as some people are coming up on that magnificent idea, a second home possibility this year. If you're thinking about making a purchase, please do yourself the favor of getting pre-approved now. There is not a time that is too early to understand your buying power and to know your qualifying pieces of information and and how to improve that situation if that were the case and you need to stretch to a higher budget. So 831-435-0385 is my phone. You can text or email me at Misha, M-E-S-H-A at Essex Mortgage. I'm also available on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, the, the final piece I want to talk to you about today is refinancing. Um, many people refinanced in the last 12, 24 months even. And one of the topics that's come up many, many times over is, I refinanced last year and I'm in the threes. Is it really worth it? Um, I've spent the money to refinance last year, but is it really worth it to refinance again? And the truth is, the, the facts are in the numbers, folks we can take a look at the difference in rate that you would be able to achieve today and the rate that you got last year, minus out your closing costs from the last transaction and include the intended closing costs for this transaction and still understand exactly what your life of loan savings will be. For a lot of people who refinance now or who refinanced last year, this is the, the lowest point in the market that they may be getting to. And I'm going to encourage everyone to take a look at their financing right now. Make certain that you have the best possible financing available in the marketplace today. Rates are fluctuating. We are seeing a lot of shift in the market. And I want to make sure that all of our listeners have the best possible rate to secure the option of long-term carry. In previous years, we would have told you that the, the average homeowner keeps their loan for seven years. Well, these last two years have thrown those statistics completely out the window because there are people who have refinanced every year for the last going on three years and they have gained benefit time and time and time again. So definitely take that time to look at your mortgage statement right now. Take a few minutes of your time, shoot me a text, find out if now is a great opportunity for you to reduce your interest rate and your overall interest paid on that mortgage. and take advantage of these historically low rates. Uh, again, I've been in this business since 1996. I remember we threw a parking lot party when we got under 10%. So for people who are saying, ah, I'm just holding out, it, it will probably get lower. Uh, you know, it, it might get incrementally lower, but I don't see the opportunity for the bottom to drop out of the market. And if you refinanced last year and you're somewhere in the threes, now is still a tremendous opportunity for you to get down into the twos, which is 
not something that a lot of people ever thought they were going to see when it came to the home loan industry, and particularly in the Bay Area with the price point that we are all experiencing and the loan size that most people are carrying, a difference in interest rate of even a half of a point is going to make a difference in your monthly budget. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. My name again is Misha Dimitra, 831-435-0385, Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com. It has been a pleasure to serve you. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. If you have any real estate lending questions, please let me know. I am here to help. Wishing you a great week, Bay Area.